Rolling on what? <laughs> Child. Just say rolling on life. Rolling on life. Hopes and dreams. Or rolling in the deep. Rolling in the deep. Rolling <laughs> on. <laughs> rolling on hopes and dreams, child. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of Adele, I want to go see her in um, Vegas. When is your re- residency? I thought it already ended. No, it's coming up. Really? Yeah. Good to know. Well, I guess we're going to get started. I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. How do you feel? I feel good. You feel good? Yes. All right. Well, let me get myself together, and I'm going to do your intro. trying to get myself together. <laughs> right. <laughs> I should insert that, <laughs> that meme. Hey, wait. Let me... Welcome to episode eight of the Layla Podcast. I have an exciting guest today, Kavance, and I'm super excited to have him because Kavance is a little different than the other guests that I've had. I've talked to a lot of artists, I've talked to actresses, I've talked to people that work in the industry, but I wanted to have his perspective because he works in an industry that is accessible, but also I think takes a special person to do that job. And I feel like you're a special person. And I just think that we want to, I want to make sure that on my podcast, I have perspectives from different people. And I feel like you fall into that category. So welcome Kavante Jones. Cue the claps. (laughs) Hello, Hello. How you doing? I'm good. You're good? I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you got me on the podcast. Thank you for agreeing to do this. I told you I was, we were at um, uh, Everyday People. Yeah. And I don't know why I told you this in the middle of Everyday People, but I was like, I'm starting a podcast and I want you to be on it. And you're like, okay. Bitch, I was ready. I was like, you really? Okay, I want to be on there. You believed that I was actually going to do it? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. And I was like, I want to, when when my episode going to be? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to have you on here a while ago, but you went to Atlanta. Oh, okay. It was like. No, it's Halloween, and then you went to Atlanta. Yes, yes, yes. And then I was like, this is the perfect week to have you, because I feel like, yeah, I just, I need your energy on here, and I'm I'm super thankful to have you here. So, Kavonse, you, I met you in May, early May, I believe it was May 2nd, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. We were at... Joey. Joey DTLA. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as I, it's rare. I say this about every person, but I feel like it's because of the guests that I have on here, I really fuck with them. Mm-hmm. But when I, as soon as I met you, I was like, oh yeah, he's a good dude. Like I really, like we connected to me. It wasn't awkward. Like it was really fun. And we went to Joey and we had some drinks. We had some sushi. We had some stuff. And then we went to WeHo. And that was my first experience in West Hollywood in LA. And I got my phone stolen. And it was like my first, my second weekend living here. Right. But I had so much fun with you. Like, it was a great time. Did you have fun with me? I, duh, I have a good, <laughs> I have fun with you every time. Really? Every time we do anything. No, it's just, you felt like home, oh. right? So whenever Devontae introduced you to me, mm-hmm. he already told me who you were and where okay. you were coming from and things like that. And I was like, okay, I'm, I can't wait to meet her. You know, yeah. I'm very welcoming. I, yeah. I hang out with anybody. Yeah. So you put me wrong. <laughs> um, but... Just your energy as soon as you came into the bar and you're just like, hey, you hugged me. Aww. It wasn't given like that normal, like, oh, who's this bitch? Like, is this your new best friend? Yeah, like, you know, energy. Like, weird, like, okay, I guess I'll hang out with them. Right. Yeah. But you literally felt like a sister from the beginning. Aww. So that's why, shit, every time we hang out, I'm like, I'm going for that. <laughs> I love, no, we literally stayed together like the whole time because I trust you and I trust that we're going to, I'm in good hands when I'm with you every time. And um, I love that because I've met a lot of people out here, but I don't keep 
contact in contact with them but we actually kept in contact and you were one of the first i think you were the second person i met out here so it was like nice to know that we we kept in contact together so that we makes died. me happy yeah well kavante you moved here from houston i did and you've lived here for how long i have lived here permanently for a year and a half mm-hmm. and then before that i was working here for two years on and off on and off oh i didn't know that so yeah. you were here like how many months at a time I would do three months and then um, I would pick up a contract somewhere else Mm -hmm. or go back to Houston for a little bit. Okay. I took a lot of time off. Yeah. (laughs) As you should. You're a nurse. Yes. (laughs) So you were here for three. So you were pretty much established here before. Like you had friends, like all of that. Okay. So. Funny story. Mm -hmm. Devante. Mm -hmm. We knew each other from social media. He cheered in college and I cheered in college. Okay. I knew of him. Because we both shared in Louisiana. Uh-huh. What college it, you go, did you go to? I went to Northwestern State okay. University in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Okay. And um, I saw he lived in L.A. I was thinking about taking uh, my travel assignment. Mm-hmm. And so I just randomly hit him up. We really yeah. didn't know each other that well. But I hit him up. I was like, hey, how is L.A.? Like, yeah. How are you enjoying it? And he was like, it's good. You know, I'm bobbing. I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. You know. And so I actually picked up a contract. I stopped before going to Hamburger Mary's. What is that? It's um, it's like a drag bar here. They Hamburger do Mary's. Yeah, they do wow. performances. Okay. Um, but I needed cash from the ATM for tips. Yeah. <laughs> and so I parked at a meter to mm-hmm. go to the ATM, and he was in the passenger side of someone's car, and he drove past me. That's so crazy. And I looked over, and I was like, "Dang, they look like Devonte." Yeah. And I was just like, "Okay, whatever." Mm-hmm. And then they parked. So when I got out of the car, I looked into like. I kind of walked by and I, you know, side eye and yeah, to see yeah. if that was really him. And it was. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> and like at the time, mm-hmm. it was still like the mask mandate was still going on. Okay. So I had oh, a mask on. You were on. here during the pandemic. Yeah, I came at the very end. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And I had a mask on. Mm-hmm. And he was like, bitch, like who is this, you know, rolling up <laughs> yeah, to like, the car and you know calling me out my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I snatched the mask off uh-huh. and fangirling, both of us. Like freaking out. Like, freaking oh out. God. Couldn't believe yeah. it. Um. We just exchanged numbers and we just talked about like um, hanging out again. Yeah. And then ever since then, that's been my sister. I love that. She was my guardian angel. My, you know, the yeah. first few months as I was here in L.A. by myself. Really trying to like find yourself in yeah. acclimation. I find that interesting because L.A., I, since I've lived here, like, you know how people are like, oh, I run into this. I don't run into anybody. Like, I don't see anybody. I've never seen fucking paparazzi out here. Like, I don't, <laughs> everybody has this experience of like, and I'm like, dude, I don't see. It? Yeah, where are they? Yeah, like, that's so crazy. But so when you moved here, um, were you a traveling nurse before? Yes. You were. Okay. So let me add, let's back up a little bit. Why did you become a nurse? Well, initially, mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay. I was I had a cheerleading scholarship. Okay. And I knew I wanted to do something in science. Science was my favorite subject. Really? So I was like, job security. Mm-hmm. What should I do? I was like, radiology maybe. Mm. And I was like, I'll do the prerequisites that sets me up to pick any of the two. Okay. That's smart. Um, and as it got closer to um, picking a degree, I remember... When I was in middle school, my mom was trying to go to nursing school. Okay. Raising three boys on her own, a single mom. And she didn't go through with it. Mm -hmm. It was too time consuming and she had to work. She had to take care of us. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to nursing school for my mom. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And so. 
And then you went and you did it. I did. And mm. it didn't dawn on me how much I loved it until I got in clinical. Okay. Um, and so I you got, got to, hands on with yes. everything. Mm. The hands on experience is what really like sold me and said, oh, I love this. Mm. I, that's interesting because, first of all, you're the second guest I've had that was like science was my favorite subject and also job security. Like, mm -hmm. and when I was, um, I went to, I was a NCT. I took x-rays, but okay. radiology was also like something I thought about doing. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think that's great that to know that I never thought that you could do the same pre pre goddamn pre <laughs> baby get pre it out <laughs> prerequisites prerequisites to become a nurse. I never knew that, but I'm always curious about like why people become nurses because my stepsister she's now a nurse. Mm -hmm. um, she became a nurse in her 30s, and mm -hmm. watching her study for it, watching her like. Do I was like, why are you doing this? Like, this seems Baby, so difficult. I used to be in tears. In tears? What was the, like, the, the experience like doing that? Honestly, I lost so many friends. Really? I gained a lot of friends, mm -hmm. you know. A lot of people I will call, like, my sisters and my brothers till this day. Yeah. But I had no life. Mm. I worked two jobs. Mm. And I wasn't going to nursing school. Um, Jesus. I worked as, as a nurse extern towards the end of my nursing mm -hmm. um, journey with school. And then I worked at Target, at Starbucks. So you didn't have, how do you? <laughs> I just had to do it. You yeah. Know? At the time, I was dating someone. Um, we were living together. Okay. So I never believed in someone taking care of me. Mm. So even though they were supportive, mm -hmm. I was like, I would never want someone to take on the responsibility mm. of making sure that I had a roof over my head yeah. unless it was like my mom or mm -hmm. someone. And so I did what I had to do. Yeah. But as far as studying goes, I literally, I used to, one thing, I had a friend, mm -hmm. she was dyslexic and she used to write her notes in color pen. I had a hard trouble, I mean, hard time remembering things mm -hmm. and retaining because nursing is a lot of like, information being dumped on you and you have to regurgitate it yeah. in clinical. You have to regurgitate it and taking tests every week. You yeah. Know? And color coding things helps you visually remember what you wrote down, where you wrote it down. Yeah. And I would like be taking a test and I would be sitting there and I'm like, I think I wrote that in pink. Mm. And then I can see the whole paper, like paper again. Yeah. And then I see everything and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the answer. I remember writing that from the book. Um, and just highlighting and just repetition. Repetition got me through, you know, nursing school a lot. I almost thought I was going to fail. Yeah. Because I hear a lot of people, like, the first time they take the exam, they they don't pass. Baby, pharmacology <laughs> wore me out. Pharmacology. I was like, fuck this. That's medicine? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I At that point, I was like, you know what? I don't want to do it no more. Yeah, yeah. But you had already worked two jobs, mm -hmm. gone through school. It's like, you don't really and know. And I was the, halfway through at that point. Yeah. So you didn't have the option to just be like, fuck it. I'm, I, I mean, I, I had the option, but... <laughs> Wasn't going to do it. We're trying to be broke. <laughs> right, 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 right. Job security. I love that. Um, that's, I I really applaud nurses. I saw a TikTok. Oh my God, I say this every episode. I saw a TikTok the other day. Then people were like, we have enough nurses. Like, y'all got to pick another, like, job. And I was really like, why? Was this from a nurse? No, it was not from a nurse. Oh. It was like, this guy was like, one thing about it, somebody going to become an RN. And I'm like, why would we not want more nurses? Because I find... 
that nurses really do a better job than physicians, like doctors do. Because I have, um, when I was in Dallas, I had a nurse practitioner mm -hmm. as my actual like doctor, kind of. And I, I want to say she literally gave me better care than my actual doctor gave me. And what do you feel like would keep somebody from either like wanting to become a nurse or feeling like, is it oversaturated? Like you were a travel nurse and everybody was like on travel nurse Instagram and like wanting to become that. Like, is there enough room for nurses? Like, I don't, yeah. There is a large need mm. for nurses. The, the healthcare profession itself, there are so many places for nurses to work, mm. right? So I don't ever think they'll, there will be enough nurses. Yeah. Uh, I want to piggyback off something you said. Yeah. We'll go back to okay. this question. When you said um, you feel like the care that you get is better from a nurse. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that the care is better. You, with nurses, you get your compassion, mm. you get your empathy, and you get it consistently. Yes. Doctors are very, you know, they have to diagnose you. They have to treat you on mm. a larger scale. And they don't have the time to build that relationship. Right. And so the follow-ups are, are normally from a nurse or a receptionist. Yep. Um, and so you feel comfortable because that's the person who's mm. talking you through, like, what medicines are you going to take and mm. your follow-up care and, like, currently what's going on. Yeah. Um, it is a big collaborative effort. Mm. Um, I applaud a lot of the doctors that I work with, especially okay. in my current position. Yeah. Um, they're lovely. Yeah. When I tell you going to work i actually hang out with a handful of them outside really? of work and it just be i'm the only nurse with them no way uh so like i said it's a collaborative effort yeah and it all depends on everybody's personality types yeah um as far as what would deter a person from a person from being a nurse mm -hmm. honestly it depends on what you're doing it for. Okay. Like you meant you mentioned travel nursing, mm -hmm. right? And how everybody was on that trip about I can make XYZ, I can make so much money. You can, mm -hmm. but without your bearings, mm -hmm. you will drown. Mm -hmm. You know. It's a lot of work. It is travel nursing, you're not you gotta come equipped. Mm -hmm. You know, I was at the before I became a travel nurse, I was an ER nurse for a year. Okay. And then I was a um, cardiovascular ICU nurse for a year and a half. Wow. Um, and that that part was mm -hmm. during COVID. Nice. My I ICU part. Okay. I wanted to jump on the bandwagon and go make that money. Yeah. But I knew that my experience that I had for myself, mm -hmm. I didn't feel comfortable. Mm. I didn't think I can just walk into someone's hospital and they say, hey, take these two patients. You didn't feel like you had the right... No, like the enough knowledge to yeah, do that. Yeah, I don't feel mm -hmm. like I have um, the hands-on experience to power through that. Yeah. But now you can throw me anywhere and I'm just like, okay. You know exactly what to do. Mm. I can do it. That's so interesting. I, I kind of want to go back to what you said, though, about it being collaborative effort. Because mm -hmm. my first job when I was 16 was at an orthopedic surgeon's office. Okay. That surgeon is now in prison. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> very interesting situation. God. Literally, like um, he was great, but yeah, he's in he's he's in prison. I think he actually gets out this year, next year. Anyway, um, but I found that I I was always like so confused about how a surgeon or like a doctor could not give as much attention because as someone that was a medical assistant, I was seeing the exact same people he was seeing. 
in my opinion. So I'm like, why am I able to give this level of care, but you see the exact same number of patients, Mm -hmm. but don't give the same amount of care to them or the same amount of attention. So what do you see as like, if we are seeing the same amount of people, Mm -hmm. why are they, is it because diagnosing is that takes up that much time? Think about it like this. Mm -hmm. If you're riding a bus, we're going to keep it simple. Okay. You're riding a bus. You got the bus driver, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're an assistant to the bus driver, so you're not driving the bus. Okay. You're just making sure you're facilitating the people on the bus and making sure that everything is moving swiftly. Okay. You can engage with the the people riding the bus. Mm-hmm. You can say, hey, you can speak. You can help guide the elderly. Yeah. You can help, you know, oh, you feel comfortable. Mm. Take a seat. Like a the bus driver attendant. is con- controlling the bus. Mm. He's in charge of all these lives on this bus. So his main focus is making sure that the bus is driven correctly, the engines are running, there's gas in the bus. Yeah. He doesn't have time to make sure all these moving parts mm. on top of making you feel good. My main goal is making sure you are safe. Gotcha. Mm. So it's like a flight me, attendant and a captain of a plane. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. You don't the cap- see the captain that much. He just comes on. You hear yeah. him a little bit. This is where we're at. This is when we're landing. This is what the weather is. And the flight attendants are like, okay, but are you good? Like, make sure you buckle. I got you. Okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. I need to change my perspective. And that's like, that's a minute explanation because I do so much hands-on physically Mm. at the bedside. Um, The doctors also do complex things at the bedside or in surgery. Okay. Um, From my unit like me working in icu i mean there's so many different floors at the hospital too so yeah Um, but from a critical care standpoint you just you know your role Mm -hmm. and you do as much as you can to help aid each other love that well you are gay (laughs) as hell (laughs) um and or i will say queer you know just a part of the alphabet community and i like I said, my stepsister is a nurse, and sometimes she would come back with certain stories that were so crazy, like dealing with racist patients, dealing mm-hmm. with um, difficult patients, and mostly the older patients she has pretty much like a, a, a tough time with. So right. um, as a black gay nurse, mm-hmm. what has your experience been with certain patients? Have you ever come against obstacles and challenges? I feel like my patient population is so vulnerable mm. that... They don't really have time, or most of them are asleep. <laughs> Wait, is, so are you currently in that like ICU? I'm in surgical ICU right okay, now. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're most of the time they have a breathing tube. Okay, and they're sedated. Mm. Um, and yeah, so they're not talking to me, and they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Once they wake up, I'm like, they gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta skedaddle. I'm like, what? Imagine them waking up from surgery and being like. Like, you've been taking care of me this whole time? Like, no, no, no. And it happens. But Mm -hmm. um, I have encountered some pushback. Mm -hmm. Um, In my patient's room, I'm very professional. Okay. You know, I don't really exude um, gay or enough to make somebody feel uncomfortable. If you do feel uncomfortable, you know, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Because I take my professionalism, like, very, like, I believe you got to be professional. Yeah. Like, heavily professional. Um, I still, I mean, I wear nails to work. Yeah. Or my nails painted. And my hair is, you know, you whatever color scrubs. at the time. My, my loud pink scrubs. Yeah. But it doesn't negate the fact that I provide such a serious level of care. Mm. And I don't think my patients ever see any of that because of the um, level of care that and the can. quality of my care that I provide. Yeah. I will say I've had some men... 
just try to be like, oh, like, basically, I got to see you naked. And so they'll, like... Oh, you have to see them naked? Yeah, the patients. Oh, I thought they were like, yeah. let me see you naked. I'll be like, what the fuck? Nah, bitch, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, that. this patient need a new nurse. I can't do it. Um, and and when I say naked, like, I got to see these people in the raw. Yeah. So they're very vulnerable. Yeah. And sometimes people, they're just like, you know... A little off. A little off-putting. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm your nurse. Yeah. You sick as hell. I see this every day. Look, you sick as hell. There is nothing I want to do with no sick man in bed. Missing a limb or yeah. whatever it could be, you yeah. know? And it's more so, I just, I like I said, I keep it professional. I don't yeah. talk about anything unless they ask me. Okay. You know? And then that lets me know the tonality of the room. Mm. Yeah. You know, it depends on how my patients engage with me. I take it as, not as far, but like I'll talk to you about as much as you Want yeah, as you the, want, yeah. There's some people they don't want to talk, yeah. They don't want to get personal, yeah. they don't want to get personal. They're like, take care of me so I can go. Mm. That's so interesting. Um, and I guess, I mean, it makes sense. Like, you're not gonna walk into, I mean, you don't act like this anyway, but yeah. like, you're not gonna be like, hey, girl, sold today, yeah. <laughs> Miss Girl, you a little sick, you, you a little sick, girl. I'm gonna put this IV in your arms, so it's like, you're not gonna act right. like that, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Um, and so, how many places? Like different cities or different states, have you worked in as a travel nurse? I have worked in Texas, California, and Oregon. Oregon, baby. Portland, I want to say something, Oregon. but <laughs> white, <laughs> which is great. Very. I heard they have really great food in Oregon. They do. The yeah. halibut, amazing. It's amazing. Okay. Amazing. So, what has your from Texas, from Oregon? LA what has your experience been like working here for a year and a half and I know because when I met you mm -hmm. my brother used to be like a recruiter to yeah. hire nurses at different places he no longer does that but um you were trying to find a new assignment so you've right. worked at different hospitals yes. out here right mm -hmm. so yeah what's that experience been like I asked you three questions in one I'm sorry no it's totally fine girl <laughs> I love it I'm using my critical care brain to yeah, yeah. deduce it all <laughs> um it's tough. Yeah. Luckily, with my experience, I'm very marketable. I have about nine recruiters. Nice. I don't play. I know that's right. My listen, my money is everything. Yeah. Um, but like I said, with my ICU experience, it's easy to get in. But once once COVID ended, because when COVID was here, the need for nurses expanded tremendously. The patient um, the patient population got sicker. Um, more people were in the hospital, staying in the hospital. So they're like, we need an abundance of nurses. Now we have a hold on COVID. We have a hold on it to the point to where people aren't staying in the hospital. People are still being getting sick and still contracting COVID, but they're not being sick as long as they were, and they're not becoming as critical as they were. Um, and so now it's very hard to find a contract that's worth it. For me, it's, a, it's about how many days a week I have to work to make X amount. Okay. So if I got to work four days a week here, 12-hour mm -hmm. shifts, mm -hmm. to make, I don't want to throw numbers out there, but yeah, to, just any, to, what, make how, to make 100K. Uh -huh, mm -hmm. But I can go over here and I can work three days a week and make 100K. Go I'm trying to go place. over there. Yeah, yeah. But all the nurses want to go over there yeah, yeah, because they don't have to work as much mm. to make them out you know yeah and so a lot of people they get these jobs and then they don't leave mm. i've been i've been at the same place i'm at right now for about nine months okay and now i just renewed for another three months 
I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> like, I mean, I wouldn't want to move around all the time. Yeah. No, if you don't have to, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's important to me whenever I travel mm-hmm. is consistency when it comes to, like, the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um the camaraderie in the unit, mm-hmm. the people that I work with. If if I'm not comfortable going to work every day, I'm not coming. <laughs> I don't blame One you. thing about me, I'm going to call out. I'm going to quit. <laughs> Baby, I don't know. Listen, I ain't trying to be blacklisted, so I don't quit. Yeah, I've never, yeah, yeah. like, broke a contract. I've always powered through. Yeah. But I will call out yeah. for my mental health. Absolutely. I'm like, baby, I'm not coming. I can't do this. Yeah. That's why I couldn't be a nurse, because one thing about me, I'm going to quit. <laughs> Listen, and remember. But I get it, yeah. PTO. Prepare the others. Prepare the others. I love that. See, I need um, LMO, last minute, out of office. <laughs> so I can be like, man, fuck y'all. I'm finna go, you know, because sometimes you can't prepare the others for a day where you're like, I just can't do it. But I also understand calling out, like that works. Yeah. Um. So does it ever make you fearful that one day you might not be able to like, okay, say everybody wants all the assignments in LA and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, fuck, now I got to go to a different city or a different state. Does that freak you out? Like having to pick your life up so quickly and then leave? No, no, actually there's so many avenues you can take. Mm. Like you can do per diem work as a nurse. What is like, what do you mean? So what you do is you sign up for these um, as needed contracts. Okay. And you're the one controlling when you go to work. Mm. There's like databases you can look up and say, hey, they need a nurse tonight. I ain't got nothing to do. I'm going to go work tonight if you work the night shift. Yeah. Or the night before, you can be like, I'm going to go work in the morning for mm. 12 hours. They're going to pay me this much for the day. Boom. They're, you're good. There's your money. Yeah. You can continue to do that until you find a better contract or... Or you can go staff. There's nothing wrong with being a staff nurse. Yeah. I just want to put that out there. There's nothing wrong with being a staff nurse. Some people need the benefits and the job security mm-hmm. that being a staff nurse provides. Okay. I don't have no kids. <laughs> I just have Lila. Yes. Beautiful puppy. she can go anywhere I go. Yeah. And she's you know? chilling. Having a good time. And yeah. So mm. it all depends. The type of nursing you choose all depends on the lifestyle that you're living. Mm. And what you have to do and how big of a provider you are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's so many different things you have to look into. Yeah. I, um, I'm, when I was, so I was working at a urgent care. Um, so I was taking X-ray. Damn, bitch, you work everywhere. When I tell y'all, my resume is I'm sending you my resume, bitch. (laughs) You'll send it to me? Just add a little bit on there. Yeah, I can, I, no. When I tell y'all, like, I just interviewed for a new job. Got the job, bitch, by the way. (laughs) And I told you, I was like, bitch, you better get that job. Look, like, start January 8th, a bitch is, is moving up. But, you know, um, yeah, I have a very long resume. I've done everything except, uh, like a police officer, like, fire, you know, like I've, yeah. I've done it all, but I was um, working at primary care and urgent care and we had 12 hour shifts. So I was working three days a week and then I would work every other week. I would work weekends along with those three days. And I found that healthcare was one of my favorite jobs because I really genuinely loved patient care. But I would find that at the end of my shift, sometimes I was talked out. Like some patients would come in and would not sh- like I would be doing. I w- I was like in the back chilling, and I would have to go do an X ray. An X ray takes like ten minutes. It would some patients would talk to me for like hours, and I'd be like, "Dude, it's not that deep." So how that's do you why I like ICU? That's why you like the ICU because they're they're sleep. <laughs> how do you 
kind of go home at the end of the day and still have a social life. Because I would find after a 12-hour shift, I didn't want to do anything. It's hard. Yeah. You know, just yesterday, I was, like, so overwhelmed from the past two days Mm. um, being at work. And when I got off, I was like, I need to decompress. Yeah. I got pain in my back. Mm. I burned 600 calories. I was standing 15 hours. 15 hours? 15 hours. Wait, how do you go from working 12 hours to 15? No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. My watch said that I was standing. So from the time that I woke up and yeah. placed the watch, mm-hmm. went to work, you know, got stayed home. at work, got home, walked yeah. Lila. But I was up 15 hours around, standing up around, I checked it around 8. Jesus. Wow. So my whole shift, I was standing. Mm. So 12 hours, I was on my feet. Um, So it beats you down. Yeah. Yesterday, I got in a hot tub. Mm-hmm. Relaxed. Nice. You know, then I went to the sauna. Nice. I saw. Amazing. Yeah. Did you have a face mask on? No, but I did one. You did one. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> uh, you know, I love my skincare. Self-care. You teach me all the things. Yes. <laughs> um, but you just have to find the ways to decompress. Mm. And then when it comes to having a social life, you have to communicate. Yeah. You have to let people know, especially my partner. Mm-hmm. I have to let him know. Babe, I'm tired today. Yeah. I really can't engage. I really can't do it. Mm. I need an hour to myself mm. or I can't make this, ev- make this event, you know. And I just make sure I let people know where my threshold is. Right. And whenever I need them to just respect my time, mm. me resting. Absolutely. A lot of people don't know how to set boundaries. And boundaries are a big thing with me. Mm. And so the only way you can clearly set boundaries if you clearly communicate. Right, right. People can't read your mind, so. I, that's one of my biggest struggles is boundaries. And I think, um, especially living out here, but also living in, you know, where I'm from. But I find that sometimes people feel like what they do is so important. And it's so much more important in comparison to other people that it's not like, oh, well, like my schedule is xyz so like i don't owe you this or like whatever but i think as a nurse it's like when people hear like oh i'm a nurse it's like oh cool great but i don't think people realize like how taxing that is on a person and you mentioned your partner and i'm curious like something that i'm still learning how to do is like with this podcast with my nine to five like everything i'm doing is maintaining a relationship what's the tea on the on the relationships how do you do that as a human (laughs) you know it all depends on how bad you want something Mm -hmm. things can be so easy to give up Mm -hmm. and you forget you know how much work you put in to get where you are Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that i've learned and i'll talk to my therapist about this Mm -hmm. is being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and being honest no matter how much it may hurt the person Mm -hmm. Or the people around you. I have learned to be softer with my words, but clearly communicate my needs. Mm. I've always been a clear communicator. I've always very good at communicating. You know, I've always been able to create a dialogue to where people understand me. Yeah. And we can, you know, come to a common ground. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was always like a robust bitch about it. (laughs) I'm like, you fucking hurt me. Instead Mm. of... You know, I did say this. Yeah. <laughs> so I just had to be softer. Mm-hmm. But I feel like 
people hear me more now mm. that I can relax and yeah. just, you know. Did you feel like when you were robust in your communication, was that compensating for something? Because I find that I go through periods, right, where mm. I'm like super like, oh, I don't want to say it. Like, like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm. And then I have moments where I'm like, man, fuck these people, bitch. I'm going to mm. go off. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's it's not good. <laughs> for me, I just have. I have high expectations. Same. And I'm going to just say it as clear as this. Mm -hmm. I'm 28. Mm -hmm. You 28, 27, 26. Mm -hmm. I expect for you to have a mentality and the way you move to be conducive with the relationship that we built. Mm. I don't expect you to be lacking. And this goes for friends, family, everybody. Yeah. Um, And your mental capability to like get things done or to understand where I'm coming from. Sometimes I feel like something shouldn't even be spoken of. I'm like, really? Why I got to bring this up? Yeah. Yeah. You should just know. Yeah. I'm like, like, yeah. And that was, that's my expectation. Mm. It's wrong. Mm. It's not okay. Shit. You preaching to me right (laughs) now. Unfortunately, it's not okay. Yeah. And I've learned that. And so what I've learned is that exposure is everything. Mm. If people have, haven't been exposed to certain experiences or certain instances to create um, basically a playbook to Mm. respond, then they won't give you, you know, the reactions that you expect because they haven't been there. Right, right. Mm. And it's up to you whether or not you have the time for it Mm. and you can give grace. I really struggle with that, Gavonte. I really struggle with giving people grace because I just feel like, Oh my God, I'm getting so deep. <laughs> We're getting off the topic of nursing, but no, I feel fine. really comfortable talking to you about this. But I just really struggle with, you know, they say common sense is not that common, mm-hmm. but I just, like you said, like at a certain age, I just feel like you should just know certain things. Like right. you should just be able to pick up on certain things, clock certain things. And I give people grace. I think I right. give people too much grace, mm-hmm. which has ended, brought me to this place of being very non forgiving. It's made me become like resentful. Resentful. I don't trust people. I don't give the benefit of the doubt. Like the second somebody does something that I don't like, you're cut off. And I want to walk away from doing that. But I want to ask you in correlation with being a nurse, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you've learned how to communicate with people by having so many different patients and understanding how to talk to them? And on the other side of that, do you feel like understanding that everybody is different how do I get out of my position of being so short? Like my threshold is so short with people. Like mm-hmm. how do you, yeah, navigate that? What I think helped me is realizing that some people are completely ignorant to certain things. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a mean way. Yeah. Just they haven't had the exposure. Mm. And what helps me in healthcare mm-hmm. is that there is such a diverse, like, every, I've taken care of patients from other countries who mm. were just visit, visiting. You know, they came with diseases that we don't even see, mm. but we're treating them. Yeah. Um, I find myself to be very culturally competent. Oh, we, have, um, we have courses in school that we go through to be able to provide the best culturally competent care. Okay. And so you learn 
not everything, but you you touch bases on different cultures and what certain things may mean to them. Mm. You know, prime example, someone has a fever. Okay. Our quickest thing to do is to cool them down. Mm. In some Asian cultures, they believe in, oh, give them something more hot. Really? To, like, soothe them. Interesting. But I'm thinking from a science standpoint, Mm -hmm. I need to cool your body temperature off Mm -hmm. so your cells and everything can function properly. And then that's their choice based on their culture and what they believe. And in certain instances like that, I will go with the culturally competent route Mm -hmm. for the patient. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if they can competently tell me what they want and what they need, Mm -hmm. it's what they say. Mm -hmm. You know, all my job is to educate you mm. in day-to-day life when you're dealing with people. My job is to tell you how I feel, how your actions are making me feeling, mm-hmm. making me making me feel. Mm-hmm. And once I relay that to you, if you choose to be this person, if you choose to do these actions, at least you were educated. And when I cut you off, I cut you off. Based off of me communicating that. Yeah. And then I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I told you. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to be mad about it or nothing. I was like, you. this is what you want. This yeah. is the person you wanted to be. And this is how you want to show up for me. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, you don't communicate with people and you're just like, I'm going to cut you off. You piss yeah, me yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And everybody looking at you like, why are you mad? It's like, well, bitch, you can't read my mind? No. <laughs> exactly. So you you have a patient that is like, you know, scientifically, this is the best option, but they're like, this is what I'm comfortable with because mm-hmm. this is where I'm from. This is what I've experienced. You're mm-hmm. like, okay. And it worked for me when I did it this mm. way. So I'm going to do it this way for you now. If it doesn't work. And it's, like I said, collaborative effort. Mm. I'm also going to bring this up to the doctor. Gotcha. I'm not just going to go against our orders that right. we set in place and just say, well, okay, you decided to do this. I'm like, hey, this is what the patient says. Is that okay? Yeah. Mm. Can you put in a communication order? Because this ain't my license online. I love that. I want to ask you, now that you have been here for a year and a half, Mm -hmm. what are your plans to stay? And if somebody is like, man, because I think there's this idea of like moving to a new place, you have to have, you know, some type of identity or like something that you're working toward. Do you want to stay here? That's my first question. I'm going to break it up. (laughs) Not really. Why? Where do you want to go? I just don't feel like LA is home for me. Mm. I love the people that I call my friends, you know, and that I meet. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, these people got to get married. These people got to have kids. These people are going to have, mm-hmm. you know, career advancements. And they, their life is going to have to move on without me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want to feel solidified and comfortable somewhere where what I have surrounding me that I've provided mm-hmm. and my inner spirit yeah. is grounded. Mm-hmm. And that I don't need, everything else can move around me, but I want to stay right here. I want to mm-hmm. be planted. And L.A. does not feel like that place for me. Where do you want to go? I don't know. I haven't found it yet. So the plan Mm -hmm. is eventually me and Miguel, we're going to find home together. Okay. However that looks like. Be a nomad for a little bit. You can. Nomad. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) No, you could because you you could travel. Mm -mm. I need a house. (laughs) I need my car. I need everything. No backpacking, bitch. (laughs) Suitcases. Yeah, yeah. Put into a closet. I mean. I know, like, right now, I don't know if this is the same thing for, for travel nurses. So my, mm-hmm. my stepsister, from what I know, I'm 
she's not my stepsister anymore. She was, but I still call her my sister. Um, she was working six months out of the year, and then they would wherever she would travel to, they would put her into a uh, into a place. Oh, okay. Um, so you didn't have that experience. You had to get your own place where you went. I chose to get my own place. Why? Bitch, I would, I would milk them motherfuckers okay. for everything they had. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> let, let me break it down so, mm. for my travel nursing girlies. Yes. Whenever a recruiter provides you with a pay package, mm-hmm. you will get a non-tax living stipend. Okay. And you will get um, meals. Okay. Weekly. And that's a part of how much you make a week. Okay. If you choose for the company to allocate, you know, where you stay... They're in control of how much of that that they spend, mm. that you spend, right? Okay. So I'd rather you give me all my money, and I find a cheap place for me to live, mm. than you find me a cheap place to live and say, "Oh, we used all the money." Oh, so you want to be in control of everything that you I get. want all my funds mm. to me, and I will find the cheapest place that I can live. That makes sense. I would do that. Yeah, because I can also rent a room for my friend. Yeah, bitch, you don't know where I'm living. Bitch, I live in my car. No, I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. You know, <laughs> but, but no, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to take care of yourself. At yeah. the end of the day, you and your security of everything that you need mm-hmm. is paramount. Okay. So my last question about nursing then. Mm-hmm. You see, you get on TikTok and you see all these nurses, like some nurses are making buku amounts of money. They mm-hmm. are making good money. And some nurses, like I only make $22 an hour. What, what makes, and these are seasoned nurses. This yeah. isn't just like. Someone that just started. So what is setting apart nurses from making what they make? Um, specialty plays mm-hmm. a difference. So whether you work med surge, okay. ICU, OR. Um, I would want to be trauma like like Grey's Anatomy. That's what I work in. Okay, right okay. <laughs> no, you don't. No, okay. <laughs> um, but it takes a special person. In all of these places, you can do pediatrics. Mm. But each specialty... Um, the pay is different okay. based on the acuity, based on how much, you know, nursing you actually have to do. Mm. And I don't see anything wrong with that mm. because, yes, it may be very task heavy to work in one place. Right. But the amount of knowledge base you need to work in other places mm-hmm. is more important. We have to do extra schooling. We have to do, well, I wouldn't say extra schooling. We have to do extra certifications, mm. and we have to hold those certifications. Okay. And then there are certain um, types of medications and things that we give that other specialties cannot, mm. but they're more critical to a patient's livelihood, mm. you know. Damn. And there are certain things, like I do as an ICU nurse, mm-hmm. that requires hands-on experience and um, I don't want to go all into yeah, detail. Yeah. It's very complex. Okay. But- the more complex, the more you should be paid to, okay. for me. And time of day plays a big difference, too. If you work day shift and you get paid less than the nurses that work nights. Absolutely. Because it's a shift difference. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're giving up your nights to be, you know, yeah. th- your circadian, circadian mm-hmm. rhythm is off. I work nights for, I just started working days. I work really? nights for the last five years. And then I switched to days this April. I can never be a night shift person. Baby, nights be booming. You think so? Mm-hmm. I cuss everybody out because you, you, yeah, that sounds so negative. First but like, of all, you can't because of nobody. <laughs> you gonna have no job. No, I mean like the people in my life. 
Oh, yeah. Because yeah. people think, like, if you work night shift, then that means during the day you're available. But it's like, no, bitch, I got to sleep. Baby, I was not. I yeah. used to cut my phone. Oh, excuse you're me. You're fine. <laughs> Tacky. <laughs> um, you didn't. At least it wasn't out loud. Right. Because I could do that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm dead. So butch. I know. Oh, my God. I'm such a dyke. We ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god <laughs> what was we even talking about night shift night shift you you oh me yeah, yeah 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 run it back i used to cut my phone off really yeah my family knew so as long as my closest friends my family mm-hmm. and uh my boyfriend knew like when i'm sleep mm-hmm. don't bother me yeah at least give me if especially if i work the next day right. i'm not calling nobody back. right emergencies only yeah yeah and i used to have it to where only certain people can get through mm. because they understood and they respected my time yeah but the recruiters baby they be calling you all through the yeah because that's that's when they work i my dad worked night shift he worked for fedex he was a truck driver mm-hmm. and i would always be like so confused because he would work night shift and then during the day me being a fucking terrible child i'd be like can you bring me lunch to school <laughs> and he would get up and do it but now as an adult i'm like why would you i would cuss my kids out like why are you calling my phone so i get it so you work night shift for five years do new nurses typically start off working night shift before they go into day shift it depends on the need okay um but most seasoned nurses prefer to work days mm. and so once you you may get stuck on nights because okay. once you're the newbie, mm-hmm. it's like okay, now I can move to days and put the newbie on nights, and that's just how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah, hmm. I'd be like, bitch, I'm not, I'm not new. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, so damn, I had one more fucking question about nursing. What you want now? What was it? Oh my god, I do this all the time. I'm working on my interviewing skills. I'm, I'm gonna moderate. Okay. Um, a discussion soon mm-hmm. so I can learn how to moderate people and like how to be a better interviewer. I don't know okay. if that's going to work. Cool. If I'll give you some tips on that. You'll give me some tips? Girl, Have you done it before? No, I'm just like, like I kill at interviews. Really? Yeah, it's a mind game. Mm. Mm-hmm. My mind is not working right now because if it's too much Casamigos. <laughs> no, well, but um, right, 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 right. Um, so, okay. Um, I can cut all this out. Fuck it. Fucking silence, bitch. We know a I've been through this a lot, but I mean, damn. Right, right. If I need another bitch, are you on? Okay. So, nursing. So, basically, would you tell people that want to become a nurse, what would you, what advice would you give them? I know you talked about, like, the colors that you study with. You talked mm-hmm. about um, the specialty that you didn't enjoy. You talked about, like, it being a collaborative effort. What is something that you wish that you knew before you became a nurse? Ooh, I would say, okay, in nursing school, mm-hmm. there would be periods to where everybody is looking for the one leg up. Mm. So if this girl seemed like she know a lot, mm-hmm. everybody want to hang out with her. Mm. Everybody want to, you know, be on her tip. Everybody want the easy way out. Mm. Um, I found that people will leech mm-hmm. and try to consume and consume and consume. Yeah. And, um, you know, learning your study habits and and then it's okay to, you know, give people study tips and things like that. But don't lose yourself trying mm. to create friend groups because at the end of the day, you got to get your degree. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I will say you find that group 
of classmates because mm-hmm. you're you're not you can't do it by yourself. Right. Uh, I mean, you could do it by yourself, but it's easier when you got people working towards the same goal, mm-hmm. pouring into you as much as you pour into them, mm. and you know, being resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my advice for school would be to find people who are like minded, have the same goals and morals, and people that you can stay on a clear path with and stay mm. focused. Love that. And. Uh, reach out when you when you need it. Don't feel ashamed when you don't get something. Always ask questions. Mm. Follow up with your professors. Go have those, you know, one-on-one meetings after the test if you didn't do so well. Even if you did good and you want to know, why I missed these two? Mm. I want to understand what my thought process was and where it should have been. Mm. You know, don't be afraid to invest in yourself on all levels. I love that. So I'm going to say that. <laughs> uh, as far as when you're in the career, mm-hmm. Experience is everything. Mm. Go in that if it's not your patient and you got time, go in that room and see. Mm. Go look, you know, ask questions. One thing that people need to un- need to understand, and one thing I understood early on before I even graduated, mm-hmm. is that none of the people that you work alongside and that you see every day sign your check. Mm. They they are not paying your bills. None of them. Mm. So teamwork and how people speak to you and how people, you know, work with you, check them. Mm. And make sure that it's on a level that's professional and comfortable for you. Because at the end of the day, we're a team. Mm. And this can't move without me. Yeah. I will say healthcare was like the messiest industry I was in like especially like the older people in healthcare I'm like Click. go get a fucking life it's very clickish they were messy mm-hmm. I actually had someone I'm not gonna do that um continue <laughs> don't put her out there <laughs> whoever she is we gonna leave you alone Catherine <laughs> girl Catherine no, Catherine's not watching this I don't is know it camel milk tea you about to spill it, it would be maybe I'll give it green <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that green tea has caffeine in it maybe black tea because she's a black woman. Well, Miss Catherine. Yeah, my Catherine. friend alone next time. Yeah, don't play with me. But no, I love that. Like you said, like they're not paying your bills. Build up your confidence by interacting with all the patients you can so you can get the knowledge that you can yeah. and understand that nursing is a lifelong job. Like you're going to do that until you don't want to work anymore. So it's yeah. well, to keep this stick. They don't have to be. Hmm? They don't have to be. <laughs> what else can you do outside of that? I, I mean, do, you, you can do, I mean, you can do advanced practice and go into your own private practice. Yeah. You can do aesthetics. Mm. You know, a lot of the girls do aesthetics. Do the injections and stuff? Yeah. 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 Mm. You can, all, I mean, also, it's very lucrative. You can build companies off of the money that you make. Mm. You know, you can save a lot and then you can leave the profession, you know, as a whole. If you, if that's what your plan is, if that's what's going to, like, satisfy you. Mm. I don't think I can do nursing for the rest of my life. Mm. Do you have any plans? Where are your plans? I don't know yet. Yeah, I love that. Just going with the flow. That's what the Lay Low podcast is about. Going with the ebbs and flow of life. Figuring out as you go. You better lay low. (laughs) So how would you... Okay, so my last, 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 last question. How would somebody figure out what it is? Because I didn't know that. Like, when I think of nursing, I think of scrubs. uh, What is that? What's that bag called that the girls are calling? Getting now the BOGO bag? The fuck? What is that bag called? I don't know. I don't wear it, whatever it is. The girls are killing those fucking bags with the Apple Watches and the claw oh, yeah. clips. 
that's what I think of when I think of nursing. I don't think of like injectors. You're talking about the girls, the Instagram nurses. Yeah. I mean, we all post. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and you know, I ain't, ain't going to go into that. Yeah. But yeah, we all post. You know, we're proud of what we do. We feel empowered. Mm-hmm. But the job ain't easy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. How do people know like the different areas that they can go what in? What specialty? Yeah. Or uh, not even specialty, but like if they want to, you know, save their money to open a practice or whatever, like. Where do they go to search for that information or learn that that's even a possibility? I didn't even, I didn't know that was. Oh, girl, it's all about experience and yeah. about drive. It's about mm-hmm. what you want to do. You know, we all know how much we're making. Mm-hmm. You know, we do taxes if you do your taxes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know how much you're making a year. You know how much you're saving compared to how much you make, right? Yeah. You just have to have an investment profile or just have a you know, a planner, you know, mm. write things out. I have a financial advisor. Oh, he really? helps me, you know, mm. with my my funds and allocating money mm. for savings towards retirement. As a travel nurse, I don't get those benefits. Mm. So I make a lot of money, but I also got to put myself up too. Absolutely. Um, insurance. Some travel companies give you really good insurance. Some mm-hmm. don't. Wow. So um, I'm fortunate the company mm-hmm. I'm working for now mm-hmm. has really good insurance. But if they didn't, it was going to have to come out of pocket. Jesus. So that's so interesting that you're. Can you give me his number? My financial advisor. <laughs> Cause tell. He cool. We are on. I'm looking for something else. Um, I I would love to have his snacks? number. No, I wish I had snacks. I'm fucking starving right now. But we're gonna take a quick break because okay. I have to do the product of the week. Week. All right, y'all, we're going to take a break for the product of the week. This product is from Black Acrylics. You guys have heard about them in the last two episodes, but I'm so excited to talk about them again because I really, really, really believe in these nails. I was going to say this product, but in these nails. These are custom press-on nails from Black Acrylics. You can get these nails from their Instagram, and I'm going to tag all the information below. And if you would like to get a discount, you can use the code LAYLOW for 10% off for the next... 30 days. Um, and when you fill out your form, just put at the bottom in the comments, lay low for 10% off. These press on nails are so great because not only are they custom, but they can last you up to six months. And when you order these nails, you get a full kit with a buffer, a filer, the nails, the glue, the stickers, everything that you need. And the best part is they give you a care sheet. So you know how to take them off, you know how to put them on, and you know how to care for them in between. So again, if you use my code LAYLO for 10% off, you can get these custom nails and many, many others. Thank you, Black Acrylics, for sponsoring this portion of the video. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, y'all. So we're going to do a new segment. And I think I wanted to introduce introduce this segment with Kavance because um, we talk about all the pop culture things. Kavance is a barb. Kavance knows what's going on in the world. And you actually helped me because I know nothing about what's going on. So this is like super fun. Mm-hmm. So we have our pop culture segment, A-N-T-M-N. Ain't nobody told me nothing. And do you know that meme? That's like, ain't nobody told me nothing. <laughs> yes, yes. This is what this is. And I, this is where we get to talk about music. We can talk about you being a barb, like all of these things. We can talk about Nikki. We can talk about Meg. We can talk about Beyonce. All the things. All like, my girls. All the, all the girls. So first of all, I want to ask you, why are you a barb? <laughs> is that a question? Yes. Barbs are so aggressive. <laughs> well, I'm not aggressive. Yeah, you're not like a barb but- barb. I love her lyricism. Mm. I love Nikki's music. I love her artistry. Mm. 
And I do want to say, people talk so much smack about Nikki. Really? Y'all bullied her. <laughs> Nikki was this very, like, like, outspoken, very different, you know, in her anime time and mm. her, like, pop culture, like, really, really big, yeah. like, pop culture time. I feel like everybody knew who Nikki was. Like, why are they surprised that she's this, like, raw type of person? She came right. out with raw, raw, like a dungeon dragon. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> and everyone bullied her for being different. Yep. But her music slapped from yes, the beginning. From jump. And so now everyone gets upset, like, I'm not nowhere near the industry. Mm-hmm. So I hear things. Yeah. And, you we know, both people hear say things. She, she's like this behind the scenes and she's like that behind the scenes. Well, when she was like kind and sweet mm-hmm. and nice, you know, mm-hmm. people were bullying her and being rude and disrespectful. Still mad. But she's still that girl. Yeah. She's still that woman. Mm-hmm. You put some respect on it. She's still that woman. And mm. I feel like no one deserves for her to be soft because mm. when she was soft, everybody else was stone cold and mean and rude because she was different. And playing in and her now damn she's, face. Now she's playing the field. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she's doing it better than you. You're upset. Yeah, no. Everybody was mad and upset. And, I mean, they try to say, like, Papa Bear is, you know, whatever. You know, like, people always have their opinions on, like, what people are doing in their personal lives. But I just feel like from jump, I'm not a Barb. Mm-hmm. I'm not any of the girls' girls. Like, I'm a girl's girl, but, like, I'm not any of, like, the Cardi. Or, like, I just, that's not my lane. I wish I, w- I love Cardi B. I love Meg. I love Nikki. I wish mm-hmm. I was, like. I love everybody. Yeah, I wish I was, like, a stand, but, the, like, that's just not me. But I just feel like from the moment that Itty Bitty Piggy came out, bitch, that's why all of y'all bitches be in the club so screaming. Yeah. So, like, what's the issue? But, this ties me to what's going on right now because the Renaissance movie is about to come out and I will be there tomorrow night. And there's a lot of talk right now about Beyonce bleaching her skin, Beyonce um, changing her body, like all of this stuff. And it's like you have two big powerhouses like Nikki and Beyonce mm-hmm. and people are upset about what like goddamn <laughs> people just want something to say. talk about. Yeah, they, they just- want something to say. Everybody's going to create a narrative. Mm hmm. You know, I don't want to get too passionate. It's okay. We love passion. Lighting. Editing. Editing. Filters. You know, all of that plays a big part in producing anything. Mm -hmm. We all tilt the phone a certain way. Absolutely. Turn the lights down a certain way, if you got a dimmer. Yeah. People put their fucking flash behind your phone. You know? And so... As far as Beyonce's skin tone, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's a topic of discussion. Like, what are we? What are we doing? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? She looked amazing. Incredible. The ice. And we've amazing. never seen her look like that. Like, are y'all not excited that Beyonce did something new? Right. Changed it up. Because she switched it up on us every day. We yeah. always looking to see what's next, and she yeah. constantly, constantly provides. Mm-hmm. But we're used to the 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 blonde, like the blondish the brown. Blonde. Yeah, the honey blonde, and it's like. They saw ice and they were like, oh, she's bleaching her skin. Like, y'all are so bitter. Just fucking bitter. Yeah. And then mama, Miss Tina. She she ate y'all up. Look. She and I agree. Up. 100%. She ate y'all up. 100%. Oh, this was something I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, in episode seven, I talked about Diddy and Cassie. Yes. Right? And 
Not just specifically them, because I do not ever want Diddy to hear me say Diddy. And Diddy come after me, (laughs) which Diddy doesn't know who I am. But like, I just feel like he's scouring the internet for anything Diddy right right now. But um, I talked a lot about like narcissists and like abuse and stuff like that. As a nurse, do you see a lot of that coming in? I don't see it a lot. Okay. You know, but we do have screening tools Mm. in the healthcare system to assess patients and to know when we need to get social work involved. Mm. Do you think people are honest? Um, sometimes no, mm. sometimes yes. It depends on their journey and where they're at mm. and how vulnerable they feel that they can be. And that plays a part in you as a healthcare provider, mm. you know, creating that safe space for patients to be able to let you know, hey, I need help. Right. But we constantly use these screening tools, you know, every day to mm. assess the pa- the needs of the patients on a psychological level, on a physical level. We we assess for bruises. We we assess, you know, the family when they come in and how they interact with them. Mm. There's like, you can there's a the lot line. that we're typing behind the scenes, mm. you know. Uh, so we're always looking. We're always watching. And there's always resources, you know. Yeah. So if you're ever in a situation to where you feel like you need help and there's not a you know, no way you can get out, mm-hmm. go to the hospital. And you can say, in the ER, I'm having a mental health crisis. And there's something I need help with. And we can get those resources just as quick as that. But they're going to lock you up. No, 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 no. Mm. Not always. No, not always. We can put it. you on a hold. We're not going to put you in jail. But if we feel like you're a danger to yourself and others, we will put you on a hold. Yeah. To protect you. I feel and like... to protect the general pop. Mm. The mental health facilities mm-hmm. feel like jail okay. so what if somebody wants to come to you and they're just like look i just need some medicine i just need something to like make me not want to you know not feel like this anymore mm-hmm. do they have to go to a mental health facility no you need a psych evaluation and we can give you that at the hospital so what if they lie and say i don't want to kill my i'm going to deep <laughs> but like what if they lie and they're we can like, talk about it i don't want to kill myself i want to Stay well, alive, I mean, if you really... tell me you don't want to kill yourself, I have to believe you don't want to kill yourself. Okay. okay. Who's going to tell me that you're lying? I don't know. I but like... I'll continue to assess you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just curious about that because I've had my own personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, they, We're very authentic on this podcast, and I'm just going to be yeah, real. Like, sure. They definitely locked me up for three days, and that was like terrifying. It was like the worst experience I've ever had. Granted, it was needed, but like... It was, I wish they would have just let me lay in the hospital and given me my medicine and like, let me go home instead of put me in that situation. So I guess my question is, is like, how do people assess the nurse that they have to know that they can trust them with the information that they're giving and a nurse isn't just going to be like, oh, we have a crazy person here. Let's just put them where, you know. At the end of the day, remember that it's not one person's decision, especially the nurse, Mm. to diagnose you. We do not diagnose. Mm. We do not diagnose you. Yeah. So you can tell me anything. And I'm going to go tell the people that diagnose you what we've talked about to help you. I'm going to be verbatim. Yeah. We're supposed to be verbatim. We're we're supposed to be non-judging, you Mm. know, non-biased. Anything you tell me, it's a clean slate. I'm going to get you the help, as much help as I can. Mm. If you don't feel comfortable, you'll get, com- you know, if you ever get comfortable, I'm here. I'm here to support. We're all here to support. Um, there's one common goal, and that's for you to be safe and you to be healthy. And a lot of people don't think about this, but physical health and mental health are 
equally important. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um, but yes, so script, but I went off topic with the psychological stuff, but we're going to play Am I the Asshole? All right. Am I the asshole for refusing to pay for my boyfriend's food and his birthday and getting him banned from a restaurant? First of all, if your significant other's birthday is coming up, you should pay for their food. Regardless. <laughs> so I'm going to say, why are you not paying for your significant other's birthday dinner? We had like, this conversation. We had this conversation? Yes. We oh, did. Wow. Um, okay. I have an 18-year-old... Um, I, 18-year-old female, have been dating my boyfriend, John, 20-year-old male, for a little under a year. We have a pretty toxic-free relationship, but there's quite a bit of tension when it comes to me being a vegetarian. Mm. I've been a vegetarian since 11, and I have very strict morals around it. The one thing John has a problem with is me refusing to spend my money on meat. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, ever, since I started work, ever since I started making my own money, I swore to myself that I would never spend a cent of it on meat. On our dates, we usually split the bill, and sometimes he pays for for it all. I told him if he orders something meat-free, I'd happily pay for both of us, but he never does. When he pays for my food, it's when I've spent money on the activity, normally concerts and festivals. His birthday was a few days ago, and we went out for dinner at his favorite fancy restaurant. He got the most expensive steak they had, along with a side salad and a bottle of wine. When we finished our food, I asked the waiter to split the bill, and John looked at me shocked. He asked if I was joking, and I said no. Then he told me that... He thought I was going to pay since it was his birthday, and he didn't budget for the meal. I asked him why he thought I'd pay since I've been very clear about my rule, but he couldn't give me a reason other than it being his birthday. I told him I paid for the wine and the side salad, but he'd need to pay for the steak. He was furious with me and stormed off to the bathroom. I paid for my meal, the wine, and the salad and waited for him to come back. He didn't. After waiting for 20 minutes, I left. I found him sitting on a bench near where we parked in the car and asked him why he left and reminded him he needed to pay. He looked shocked when I said that and asked me if I didn't pay. I told him I paid for everything but the meat, and he lost it. He started yelling at me, telling me I was selfish and that I needed to grow up. I stayed calm and told him he needed to go back and pay. Now he's saying it's my fault and he can't show his face in his favorite restaurant since he dined and ditched. It's a pretty small restaurant, so he would 100% be recognized and kicked out. Is she the asshole? No. You don't think so? No. I think she's fucked up. She's, she set a boundary. He knew. <laughs> he knew. We just talked about this. He knew she was vegetarian and she already laid it out mm. that when we go to places, I will not spend my money on meat. Mm. She told him. But not him. even for his birthday? So she got to be strict to that meat rule every single day. That is a boundary that she set. You don't know how that affects her as a vegetarian, what that does to her mental health, what that does to her for the long term. You want short-term satisfaction at the expense of your partner's mental health or however that action makes them feel. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair for her to... And if you don't want someone... I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Go for it. If you don't want someone who plays by those rules, who live that lifestyle, that's not the person for you. And you... He should have been established that before his birthday. They sound like they've talked about these things. So if it was a problem that Mm -hmm. she didn't, then that should have been established before your birthday. You know? Would would you expect things to change all of a sudden? Yes. No. (laughs) For my birthday? I wouldn't change it. It's a boundary. I said it. I told you. I just feel like if I saw my my partner walking out upset because they're like, it's my birthday, you should pay for This is so stupid. <laughs> but it's not because it's about boundaries. It's about, I, I mean, it. it's me. But, but like, we don't know how it makes her feel. Yeah. But I just feel like if I was like, okay, I see you stormed out, you're upset, I'm going to pay for your for mm-hmm. your steak. 
But I get it that that I don't know, Kevante. I don't know. Like I'd be like. But the thing is, she'll spend her money on anything else for him. The money ain't the problem. It's what he wanted her to spend her money on and how that makes her feel. She probably would have bought him shit. Two, three bottles of wine. Yeah, she would have paid for every... Like, if he would say, all right, well, I want six more drinks. Mm. That's more than the steak. She would have paid for it. But it was that item itself. Mm. So if you were in her position, would you have paid for the steak? Would if that- I was, like, a vegetarian, I set the boundary that I don't want to pay? Yeah. That, I, that it makes me feel away? Hell no, I'm not paying. You know me. I'm not paying. And you see him run out on his birthday. You would not pay for that steak. You need to grow up. <laughs> I would have paid after seeing him cry. Mm-hmm. But that that shows you that I need to work on some things because I would have felt bad. Yeah. I would have felt like you shit. can't you can't lose yourself for temporary satisfaction of others. You set these boundaries in place to protect you, mm-hmm. and why like remove your armor just to make someone happy and put yourself at risk of being hurt. You got to put yourself first because obviously he's not putting her first because he wants the meat that bad. And if he wanted it that bad, he would have paid for it and protected her. I think I need to go to therapy. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people need to go to therapy. No, but that, it makes, I, I get what you're saying. And it that's perfect sense. And that's my perspective. No, but doesn't I doesn't mean I'm right. I do think you're right, but I don't want you to be right. I want you to be like, because me, I would see well, him upset. <laughs> no, literally. I would see him upset and be like, oh, my God, I don't want him to be upset. I'm going to just pay for his food. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, why should I have to pay? Wow, this is, I thought this was just going to be a little fun, but no. You want to hee hee ha ha, I ain't that girl. Yeah, you're not that, you're going to tell me like it is, ain't you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. I think we could go into depths about that, and I want to, but we've been talking for an hour and 18 minutes, and I really appreciate you. No, thank you. For... Do you feel like we've been talking for that long? Mm-mm. I don't either. And you know why. <laughs> no. <laughs> you starting to get giggly. <laughs> thank you, Kavante. I really appreciate it, and I think this is really good because I'll be able to give, um, I think, people that want to go into not even just nursing, but understanding that, like, I think there's this like world that we live in right now where everybody Mm -hmm. wants these like careers that are out of the ordinary or out of the box. And I want to give the perspective of understanding that being a nurse, which is more of a traditional career, doesn't mean that you're doing something less important or Mm -hmm. less valid. And people still need guidance when going into those places. And I'm I'm glad that you're able able to provide them that perspective. For sure. And I do want to say and I want to end on that. There is a lot of things going around. Respiratory illnesses. You know, mm. people are still getting sick. Um, we got a new one coming out. I saw recently. Something in China. They were saying some pneumonia type shit. Well, we're going <laughs> to fight it when she get here. But <laughs> if you feel sick, stay home. Get tested. Make sure you're protecting, you know, the people around you. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're protecting yourself. If someone, if someone you know is sick, stay away from them. It may hurt, but at the end of the day, we can't help each other if we're all, you know, but, not at our best. Yeah. So get tested. Be COVID-free. Get your vaccine if that's what you believe in. And not just COVID tested, but other tests. I love... My type of relationship. (laughs) Go to the clinic. Yes. Make sure you're not burned. 
That was one of my questions, but I forgot to ask it, so we're just going to skip it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you, Kavante. Thank you, Love babe. you dearly. I love Thank you. you guys for listening to episode eight of the Lalo Podcast. I will see you guys next week, and goodbye. Bye.